Would you be active if I said fuck yes, welcome after the hype? Fuck yes. <laughs> uh, with me, your host is always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Hi, I'm back. I survived somehow. <laughs> survived all it's the like times. The, it's like the two towers D- where Gandalf is fighting the Balrog. It was just my cats. D- did I did I lie about you being dead so many times? Brian's you just didn't know. I, it took I me a while to get back. I'm, I'm, I'm now I, Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't hear from somebody, I just assume they're dead. I'm now Jonathan the White? <laughs> yeah. With me, as always, Jonathan Hardesty and Chewy Darso. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Not even remotely paying attention. Nope. <laughs> Chewy brought toys and we're playing with them. I'm not sure if you can count those as toys. L- look at our Instagram to find out what these not toys are. Sure they are. Um, well, depending on how you use them, they can be toys, but then you might also end up look like everyone in this movie. Look at this shape. Religion is not a That is a way to... That's kind of like a Ouija board pendant sort of thing. You're, right, you, you ask yes. it questions and it says yes or no if you use it correctly. <laughs> they got real judgy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it tells you yes or no if you use it correctly. <laughs> Chewy, thanks for inviting me to uh, what is actually going to be the documentary version of The Conjuring 3. There you really go. Appreciated. Right. Uh, and Ryan James. Hi, Ryan. Yes. Hello. I'm here. It's the longest intro I think we've ever had. And special guest coming back for the time is Chris Ortiz. Hi, Chris. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, for the. Coming Why back did I fight this guy? <laughs> <laughs> it was more so I had a number that I looked up last night and then I forgot the number. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> time. Time. Well, now we can just replace it in post with like five. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. If you need me to read some numbers for you, I can do that. We should definitely right. start doing editorial posts. Yeah. Or just I start doing an eternity. <laughs> yeah. For a time. <laughs> We have another guest. Who's this guy, Brian? Oh, and with us today is uh, is little Pocket Shark. Uh, I love Pocket Shark, <laughs> and people should love Pocket Shark too. You can find him on Instagram at Pocket underscore Shark. Maybe if um, Pocket Shark was in this movie, they wouldn't have been so fucking stupid. But oh, yeah, Pocket Shark point. is way smarter than the people in this movie. <laughs> Pocket uh, Shark so, would get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, Chris, do you have anything to plug right in the beginning of the episode that you're excited about? You want to talk about for you? Um, not necessarily. I'd like to point out, though, uh, not for me specifically, but I'd like to point out I got two very good friends by the name of Colin Kelly and Jackson Kelly who. I'm sorry, I've actually got their names literally mixed up in my head. <laughs> Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing, who uh, just put out their uh, trade paperback for a uh, comic book that they did called Joyride. Okay. Um, it's a Is sci- there any relation to Joyride, the movie, or no? Uh, no, it's okay. a science fiction uh, book to, um, comic book, and it's quite good. It's excellent, in fact, and you can pick it up for about 10 bucks. You get, like um, I think, about uh, five or six issues in it. And At Any local comic bookery? Any local comic bookery, if you want to go to your local Barnes & Noble, but I don't recommend that. I prefer you go to a comic book store. It's not very comic small bookery. Businesses. Yeah, Barnes & Noble's not a comic bookery. Well, I'm planning on burning it down after this. So it works out. <laughs> we could plug uh, our favorite comic book stores. Ooh, uh, we could. Uh, my favorite shop is in North Hollywood. It's called Blast Off Comics. And it is fucking great. And if you're ever having trouble finding one of those books that comes out like during the week, yeah, usually all the way up to like Saturday or Sunday, you can call them. They'll probably still have it because yeah. they're really good about ordering. He's absolutely they're, right. They're, they're really good about looking what's going to be popular and ordering enough so that if you want it, you can probably find it there. They are the store that I go to to find issues that like find out are good later in the week. Like you told me about Seven to Eternity last yeah. week. And uh, my store, uh, which is Emerald Knights in Burbank, uh, was out as well as Chris's store was out, so I went to Blastoff, and they still had it. Yeah, they're, they're really good about that. 
Uh, my store is House of Secrets. Uh, Another good store. Yes, we have. Well, I mean, we're blessed in Burbank. Yeah. I think yeah. we're blessed yeah. in uh, the Valley and stuff. We have a lot of great stores near it. In the yeah. Valley, it's a great place. It's not strange. not that the other side of the hill is bad, and you always have um, Meltdown, which is huge, and everyone knows well, it. Meltdown just kind of has a monopoly on the right. Other yeah. Side. yeah. Well, not well, really. Mel- Golden no, no, Apple's no, no. Yeah, say, Golden Apple's really big. Yeah. Oh, I've never been to Golden Apple. It's good, but I'd rather go to like uh, in the Valley. I'd rather go to like Blast Off and these sort of places. Or so, two out. In I like Blast. Really good. I prefer Blast Off and House of Secrets over um, Meltdown. Um, Golden yeah. Apple is good and stuff, but for some reason, out like specifically because they have that um, sit-in vibe where after you buy your comics, you feel like you could sit in there if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Chillax yeah. for an oh, hour. I love and that when they comics. actually do that. I love comic book shops that have little couches. Uh, they have that for kids at Blast Off. If you have kids and you want your kids to read, com- the, uh-huh. my favorite thing about Blast Off is they're really into getting kids to read comics which is really cool uh and they have a wonderful little kid section so you can kind of and they have books there for them to read not just necessarily buy so it's it's really cool yeah and since we're on the topic of comic books real quick i like to say that if you are in san francisco at any point in time you guys can feel free to stop at the comic outpost located at 2381 ocean avenue which was the comic book store that i worked at during college and oh, is nice. still there to this very day and is a <laughs> lovely place to go to it's been there for three years since you graduated <laughs> good on them uh, uh, three, next time i'm in three san francisco months, i believe ryan three months well then if we're going to talk about these sort of things you can go to mind's eye comics in egan minnesota where i frequented my entire childhood and i do not remember the address or you can go to evil squirrel and oh shit they got closed (laughs) wow way to take this down (laughs) now i'm depressed that was an that was a great fucking story it was it was was a pretty awesome story it was a terrible location that's terrible yeah no, while we're on the topic of Golden Apple, um, for you guys, there's a uh, an issue coming out. It'll be actually out um, yesterday, as you're listening to this on on Thursday morning. Um, but Champions Number One, the Marvel comic, is getting a uh, Golden Apple exclusive cover by David Mack. Ooh, Ooh. I love David. It's Mack. um, Ooh. it's Marvel Girl on the cover. Ooh, wait, Miss Marvel or Marvel Girl? Uh, Miss Marvel. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, Marvel Girl was Jean Grey back in the sixties. Yeah. yeah. So, really quick for <laughs> like, our uh, plugs after we get done with that. We comic just book plugged thing. the shit out of our comic book. Yeah, we <laughs> But for our plugs, you can find us on Facebook at After the Hype. You can find us on Twitter at ATH underscore podcast and everywhere else online at ATH podcast. Email uh, us. Email us, thank you, at uh, ATH podcast at gmail.com. And what else am I missing? Rate and review us on iTunes. Rate and review us on iTunes. There it is. Let's start with where have you been doing? Uh, Chris, where have you been doing? Ryan, I'm sorry. Uh, I think you already know what I'm going to mention. Oh, we, we changed the rules of this. I'm just going to jump on board the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone has to go if you're all talking about the same thing. Well, I imagine uh, we've been watching a certain show of The Cage of the Luke, and we have both been thoroughly enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Which is what we is have that the title? Oh, yeah. The Cage of the Luke? The it sounds, of Carl sounds like a porno. A little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Uh, there is a there is a boob in the first episode. Yes, oh, superhero a superhero boob, no less. It's, yeah. a, it's a side boob, right? Yes, and it's superhero boob. Oh, I, I love they're they're getting Knight. even more and more like more side boob every season of this yep. of uh, Netflix. Marvel Sooner or later, we'll get a full boob. One of these days, they won't have pasties on. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, funny enough, actually, I think this is the first um, Marvel show where I actually heard like iterations of fuck a couple. Like, this is actually episodes. I read a little bit um, that this is the first time they've let them use the N word in any Marvel property. Yep. Oh wow! At all, like in the and history of Marvel, that's uh-huh. not that surprising. I mean, most no, places given, try to stay this, away from yeah. that word. Given but, where this takes place, right. The climate it's it'd in. It'd be yeah, unrealistic right. if they didn't have it. Unfortunately, and that's kind. Like, the first half of the ep- the first episode, I feel like they're trying not to do it. Well, they made Luke Cage uh, actively doesn't like the word, so he always speaks out yeah. against it, which I thought was a really cool move. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Overall, like, um, how many episodes are you in so far, Ryan? I am 14 of the 16 episodes in. Or there's 16? I thought there's, there's 16. 16 or, uh, episodes. How many? <laughs> I'm 13. Too, too short. So I'm two, 11 okay, of you're 11. 13, yeah. <laughs> I'm at um, episode, whatever happened to your rule of I'm only going to watch two of these a day? Uh, I don't follow the rules. <laughs> I'm a rebel. <laughs> Overall, like, I'm really impressed with the way that they're doing the show. I think they're taking a lot of risks, um, not just in the subject matter of the show, but also the way that they're filming the show. Um, you know, you don't see a lot, like, if using a lot of, like, wide-angle lenses, it feels like, mm-hmm. um, you oh. know, and, like, doing some very interesting editing techniques where kind of almost like uh, what they did in Sergio Leone films where, you know, you would do, an, uh, like, an extreme close-up and then you would do a wide shot immediately afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. Also, a lot of the framing in it is really interesting and really quite brilliant. Chewy, where have you been doing? We went to a concert on Thursday night. I'm wearing the shirt for it you right did. now. Oh, uh, oh. Um, you have we one person on your shirt nine times. To the Tegan and Sarah concert. Oh, that's two different people. Yeah, it's two different people four and a half times. They are yeah. twins. <laughs> and Brian is consistently bothered by the fact that I am terrible with twins. Uh, and I will constantly get them mixed up between who is Tegan and which one is Sarah. And Tegan I, and Sarah. Yep, you, you do that. <laughs> and I will forget. Because I went to high school with twins for years, and I still got them mixed up. It's just, I have a disability when it comes to twins. No, it's See, on them to get different fucking haircuts. What <laughs> <laughs> you do... Now, Tegan and Sarah have different piercings. Tegan has that's, one right here, and yeah. it's like, oh, Tegan. Tragus. Every time. Tegan. Yeah. So, sure. You know, uh, but the only recording that, albums, they were a tape that has one says T and the other one says S. Like Terrence and Philip. <laughs> sure. <laughs> The whole and thing with twins is that they, they, they are the name of their whole thing. So Tegan and Sarah individually are Tegan and Sarah. Fair enough. So go ahead. I really enjoyed the concert. It's great. Uh, they did, they're fantastic live. They sound exactly like they do on their albums. And they were dancing on a uh, glow stage mm-hmm. that just a big glow cl- cube and it changed colors, of course. All and here, the glow it was cloud. still very pretty. <laughs> uh, and one of the best parts of the concert is, is that they are lesbians and they're very outspoken about being lesbians and, you know, human rights and stuff. Uh, and in one song, they're like, you know what? We need to find a dude. The straightest dude we have in our audience. Who is the straightest man that we have here? And, of course, they just kind of chose the closest one. Right. Um, yeah. Which was not me. Was no, it was not Brian. He I tried real hand. hard. I he was raised his hand and he was <laughs> jumping up and down. The problem is by doing that, you looked less straight. Right. I did not <laughs> jump up and down, thank you very much. I stood there with my hand in my air. With your personality, you were jumping up and down. I'll do it. <laughs> I uh, will take on this charge. <laughs> I will help you, tiny females. But honestly, the guy. <laughs> I said my lady, and then <laughs> Brian was dressed rather nice in a button-up shirt and a not, Rebel not Alliance uh, ball cap, so he did not look as straight as the dude wearing the t-shirt and cargo shorts. And car- yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, cargo shorts. He had the no, home, like, they were jeans. They were cut-off jeans, and he had the fray on the bottoms of them, uh, so he wait, looked Brian's? super no, straight. No, 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 no this guy much. that they pulled him up. Oh. And he did a beautiful I'm a straight man who's got no groove dance the yeah. whole song. Oh, and but is it, it the was song a boyfriend highlight. if you don't know it? But it's no, their, like it is no, I'm not saying you, I'm saying to the listener. Uh-huh. Um if you don't know the song Boyfriend, it is their first major hit that even they say is their most openly gay song. Because hmm. the line in the song is you treat me like your boyfriend. Yeah. And I don't want to be your secret anymore. Yeah. And it's very much like obviously a lesbian song mm. and it's super catchy and great and I highly recommend them as a band and check them out. Also there was a LGBT I always say Nailed it wrong. It. 
Is that right? No, that's right. Um, Group there, and they're handing out T-shirts. Like, I tried to donate to them, and they said no. It's like, okay, I'll take your T-shirt. But their T-shirt said, our future is female. So I got one, and I got Brian one, and he's been wearing it. Uh, I love my husband. He's such a great feminist. I'm I'm great at it. There's definitely (laughs) something to be said for... You're the best feminist? um, I help all the women with feminism. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's true. You do. There's lots of guys that say they support women, but then would never wear that shirt. (laughs) No, no problem with it. I support women, just not outwardly. Not, oh, <laughs> not then Ryan is not a very great feminist. I support women. Brian is a great feminist when he's having sex with them. <laughs> That's the support. You get to be on top. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I love you. I will physically hold you up because you have weak legs. <laughs> That's my support for women. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, John, where have you been doing? <laughs> Hurry, Get right please. out of that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm joking. I don't even know how to transition with that. So I saw a movie called Clown Town. Clown Town? <laughs> That's the perfect transition. That's the best transition possible. It's uh, a friend of mine, Andrew Staten. We should get him on at some point. He uh, had been doing the acting thing. So he was acting in this horror film. Acting. That acting. sounds so belittling. He's doing that acting thing. Oh, no, no. He's, he's giving it a whirl. <laughs> going to see where it takes me. Well, no. He's actually really good. Um, he... <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's your typical horror film kind of TV level. Kids get lost in a... Uh, an abandoned town and a bunch of clowns terrorize them. No. Yeah, it, it's the movie itself is very straightforward. Still very fun though. Like they take glee in it being a horror film, kind of a cheesy film, and they really lean into it. So awesome. And uh, he, my friend uh, Andrew, he does a great job. Like he kind of, I don't want to denigrate anyone else, but he does kind of outact everybody. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, make sure not to have anybody else from that movie on. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and I. And some of that's bias, maybe. I was the but old lady, and you're saying that he outacted. Oh, me. I, that's where she was the so old familiar. Old lady from scene 22. Yes, dude, I love like, scene 22. It's the best scene in the movie. It's like you guys have watched Thank this because <laughs> there was an old lady roughly around scene 22 <laughs> in a chair. Yeah, I know. I was there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a, it was a fun movie. Suddenly, and I, John realizes that Chris hides in his room. Oh <laughs> man, oh. how did you get in? <laughs> Shut up, June. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was cool to support a friend. Just and stay out of Karina's room because that's when it's illegal. It's yeah, and she's illegal. also pretty mean. Um, <laughs> She'll kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Of that, I have no doubt. <laughs> there are a lot of she's Gladly. got bats in there and like violent toys. At least stay out of Karina's room. Bats, yeah. both types. Yeah. <laughs> you guys wow, know. she hit a bat at me. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you today, Chris? I got attacked by bats. I don't know how the fuck. Both kinds. <laughs> Perfect Harley Quinn Bruce Wayne crossover. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop drilling. We've struck oil. <laughs> All right, that's it. We we beat the podcast. <laughs> I don't even know if I should go with my where have you been doing? It's nobody as good as any of this. Nothing will live up to uh, it. But yeah, it was it, fun to support a friend. Great. Uh, I will look forward to seeing the movie. I was just looking it up as you were talking about it. it looks fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that I did uh, this week that was not Luke Cage was I uh, I started watching my uh, not my uh, the show Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Uh, Rachel Bloom show on the CW and I will say people have been telling me to watch this thing for a solid year saying it's hysterical it's incredibly well written uh, it's produced by a woman it stars a woman and it's supposedly just a great show but I was always kind of turned off a little bit by the title I don't know why something about it just kind of felt like it wasn't gonna go that way and then I've heard I want to say like three different interviews with her on three different podcasts where she's just there to talk and she mentions her show 
And after all that, I'm like, you know what? She sounds like she is one of the smartest women I've ever heard writing a show right now. So I'm interested to finally to sit down and watch her show. And I powered through the first five episodes yesterday because uh, I just couldn't stop watching. It is hysterical. It is incredibly well written. She is a great, great actress. I'm excited to see what else she does. And if all else she does is just more of the show, I'm fine with that too because she is so good in it. And the show is just hysterical. And the music's great, and everything about's great, and everyone needs to watch it. She was great. on uh, the Script Notes podcast talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And that's as, one of the ones I listened to. Yeah, it's one of the three. The, the showrunner uh, who did um, Devil Wears Prada. Okay, she yeah. she run she's the showrunner, so it was cool having them talk about it and hear yeah. that. Hear she, that. She's so good. Like she's just one of those like, exciting people to watch in the film and TV industry. It's like you are so talented, and things are going well for you, and that is incredibly exciting. And I just want to watch and see what else you do. And if anyone needs an entry point to beyond it being quality and really good for women there's also lots of talk about boobs there's a lot of talk about boobs so if you need but not in a sexy way really at all yeah but it's an entry point it's an entry point yeah entry point for some other people who wouldn't say that they're like a strong female is an entry point but boobs yeah there's a lot i mean she has big boobs so she talks about them a lot (laughs) she has an entire song called heavy boobs and it's pretty fucking yeah. hilarious i would also like to say that it makes excellent back-to-back uh watching with eye zombie another quality cw i really show. enjoy uh, i once called a guy at a comic book shop sexist because he wouldn't watch the show that's fine well because i actually think it's the best comic book show they have on it's fantastic yeah Stop fighting with comic book readers they're well, outcasts enough he told he, he kept telling me about all the like shows that he loved to watch and i asked like so you don't watch any of the ones with women in them and he's like no that's not why i don't watch them i'm like but you say you love all the comic book shows and all the comic book shows with women just, in them you don't watch. I just watch what I want. louder than words, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and Chewie speaks the loudest of all. I do. <laughs> Agent Carter is better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They canceled the wrong show. It's Sorry. so true. <laughs> <laughs> they I both have... They're both kind of crap. Let's be flaws. And The first season of Agent Carter was good. Yeah. The second season did drag. They needed less episodes. Yeah. That's kind of anyway, the, that's the common thing of shows. Netflix. Anyhow, I think it's time to start our horror month. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I mean, (laughs) no, no, no. no. Wait, wait. I mean, seriously, you're making a really stupid fucking decision. All you got to do is get out of the house and you'll be fine. That is, or the cabin, or the woods, or yeah. So, I mean, oh shit, run. He's right behind you. (laughs) So, the theme for the month, at least for the three episodes that we're doing solo movies. It's low-budget horror film. So today's movie is Paranormal Activity, which had a budget of $15,000. Oh, so good. Uh, Broke movies forever. Oh, it really did. I mean, all three of these movies really fucked up movies. They did, yeah. Because uh, it's just a lot of like, wow, that was really good for how much you spent on it. We can replicate that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's add more. Shit, we can't. <laughs> just so you know, this might be the month of Chewie is frustrated. Yeah, oh, I'm you, frustrated you, already. You love one of them, I know. Yes. Um. Cool. This but, one, not this one. No, <laughs> but that's okay because we will not we will, this one. We will argue about it. Do you want to dive right into how um which how one Par- it is? Uh, Paramount reacted to this movie's success? Didn't they like start a um a fund to like p- give ten movies like fifteen thousand dollars to that try was to that, be a feature? Yeah, it was actually yeah. right after the um I think it was the second or third film where they actually tried to open up a division where it was like micro budget films yeah. was basically the angle of it. I think Project Almanac was another movie it that was, came yep. from that. Yep. Um, and there was a there was a bunch of other horror movies that are just like major fl- that just didn't make any fucking money yeah. whatsoever. I think another one was called The Devil Inside or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that didn't like, do very well either. Didn't do very well. Yeah, yeah they're all like a lot of them. To were be garbage. fair, I hadn't seen this one until three days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Although so. pr- although truth be told, Project Almanac, if you guys have just have 90 minutes to spare and stuff. It's actually 
not a bad film. Is I, that that I time travel movie? Yeah, it's yeah. time travel. It's I've Gilmore where the kid actually yeah. discovers time travel. Uh-huh. It's kind of a throwback, but it's it's he pretty accidentally dis- discovers time yeah. travel. Yeah, you have to see it on. Is it, yeah, we we need to keep talking paranormal yeah. activity. We had a long intro today. We still have a lot of movie to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, uh, so yeah, the movie cost fifteen thousand. Ended up making one hundred ninety three million. Right. Which is why what Ryan just said was Paramount's like, holy shit, we can replicate it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you can try. Um, I'm not really going to go through the reviews today. The reviews for this movie <laughs> were uh, great. Uh, people really really loved it. And I'm still kind of surprised by that. How do you say that with a straight face? They did. Um, there are a couple of explanations about why they loved it and stuff. Um, is this a good time for me to kind of talk a little bit about my... Wait, no, we'll do that after the breakdown. Okay, Wait, cool. before that, it's time for... Breakdown. 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 Break it down. I like that theme song. We yeah, really need a, we need a soundboard for this. Why would we do a soundboard if we can just keep going, break down? Mouth noises, mouth noises, mouth noises. <laughs> Inception bomb. <laughs> I really wish we could do that. But sure, I really don't. can't do it that way. This well. is definitely the episode of everyone's really amused by themselves. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> I'm always amused by myself. Just what like are you talking about? I really hope you're all having as much fun as me. Everyone is. Yeah. Until you say something like that, and like, well, now I'm not. See our Instagram. <laughs> Thank you for making me self-aware. By the way, uh, you don't want to move that You're Bible any more closer no, to me and no, stuff. No. It's going to light on fire. Um, oh, wait, you said you were Catholic. Lapsed. Um, <laughs> lapsed. Catholic? Although every, lapsed so still every single ca- that is a good Catholic laps at some point, and that's why you go to confession. And dress up like Daredevil just, at comic book conventions. Like there you I go. Do. Yeah. Just click the renew subscription button. <laughs> All right. Is, are you ready for the breakdown? I wish there was oh, a new am subscription I ever button for, this. for Catholics. Okay, so Chris here is going to do the entire breakdown. He's going to get the whole movie done. Just just watch him. Oh, I don't seconds. know. Can you? <laughs> I'm not sure oh, if there's do so it. much. <laughs> Pressure's so, on. All of Paranormativity in 30 seconds. Go, 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 So two people realize that there's a ghost in their house, or maybe it's demon, who the fuck knows, and then proceed to make the stupidest decisions humanly possible for the rest of the film. Nailed it! Well, oh. That did it. <laughs> in, uh, according to my timer, nine seconds. Uh, I, mean, I hate saying it. That is the film. But if I had to describe this movie in less than 30 seconds, it would be when I was watching this movie with my face in my pillow going, they all deserve to die. Yeah. They <laughs> all deserve I mean, all is, a, all is a big term. It means really just both. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think, babe? If I turn on this camera, will it piss off the demon? Yeah, probably. All right, rolling. <laughs> oh, oh, so before we go too far, Chris, this is where you get your chance to make fun of me because you did it within the time limit. <laughs> so anything you'd like to say? No. Cool. Oh, my God. Why <laughs> do you this every so, no, no, Every fucking week. We need this to have so somebody great. on the podcast hey, that on. doesn't like you. I came, back, I came back from the dead for this. Yeah. You can't just know out of it. No, no, no. It's fine. Moving on. Make <laughs> fun of his nipples. Nope, no. no you I just not get, pass the insult. It's just three hours from now. I'm going to be like, God damn it. He yeah. wears thick-rimmed glasses. Come on. Okay, maybe if you could stop acting like, stop dressing a little bit more like you're a fucking stereotypical hipster, then you'd be okay. But other than I that, I don't think I am. You've said that like three times. For God's sakes, you're wearing a shirt featuring a lesbian band on it. I hate to break. They've it been to around you. for like 15 years. Though. This yeah, is, this but is he's not hip- wearing flannel over it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that he didn't bring his grunge like to it. Also. Yeah. All right. I accept the insult. I disagree with it because I don't think I dress that standard hipster. <laughs> I don't. That was like that. Was me Stipster. trying right yeah. now, Brian. So. I like that. Stips. That's going Standard to be the hipster. new trend. Yeah. The tri- hipsters are done Standard now. It's hipster. Stipster. Dress stipster. I don't know what it's going to be. 
more Appar- cat apparently shirts. lesbian band shirts with cats <laughs> lesbian band shirts holding cats oh my god do you make those i'd actually shirts? wear that yeah. i'd, I'd yeah. wear, wear, wear my <laughs> shirts actually Start All right, so let's talk. So Paranormal Activity came out uh, 2007, and in 2006, if you were so fortunate, you could have watched it before everyone else, much like the guy we invited to be on today. So Chris, do you want to tell us how it was like seeing this movie before it was the most hyped movie of hyped? Yeah, town? hipster. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you were there before. It's cool, right? <laughs> Who's the hipster now? Oh, oh. Zinger. Oh, succeeded. <laughs> the Ooh, the demons on the other foot. <laughs> Okay, so here's the deal of stuff. Um, so I was working at uh, Paramount actually at the time, and um, basically the deal was this stuff is I'm not sure if anybody else knows the background of this, but Steven Spielberg actually owned the rights to this film for a couple of years, and the reason why was because he was actually planning on remaking it himself. They were just going to keep the movie, and um, he was going to ha- kind of have it as his next poltergeist and everything. And then one of his, um, I think, assistants or somebody like that said, it actually might be smarter if we sell the film and everything, and then they could distribute it because it's actually a a good scary movie in its own right. So this I know is the like characters are stupid. We're going to get into that later on. <laughs> okay. I don't dispute that. But um, I was working at Paramount, and basically they wanted to have a couple of screenings for the picture at the time and stuff. So they invited um, a bunch of us to, and they just said, you know, come on in. Um, we knew the title of the movie. That was it. We, that was all we knew. We didn't see anything about it beforehand. We didn't know anything about it beforehand and stuff. And I'm not going to lie. It scared the unholy shit out of us um, just because we and I think it was mostly because we just did not know what to expect that. Mm-hmm. I know a couple of you guys had different experiences with it, but I think that's also because um, to plug in this thing. But you saw it. I'm sorry to say this after the hype. Right. Yeah. Um, you did like uh, and I think. Uh, yeah. So, ding, 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 ding. But ding. After seeing all the commercials <laughs> of the black. Uh, yeah, I, the night vision things of people screaming and the me going. Right. There's no way I'm going to be no, that scared of this thing. But I mean, that's so the the thing with uh, paranormal activity specifically, much like a lot of movies throughout this month, it, it's that it really comes down to the marketing and the marketing for these things are usually phenomenal because they spent nothing on the movie, so spend it all on marketing. Right. And paranormal activity did a great job of showing people like Chris watching this movie, going, "Holy fuck, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen." And the more you're told that, you go to see it, and it's like nothing really happens in this movie. Like, really until the very end. I mean, every now and then you hear a bump in the night. And that's about it. Right. You well, do see a relationship that is doomed. and That yeah. relationship was doomed whether or not I know, a without a ghost, at yeah. some point, hopefully, no, hopefully, you know the ghost Katie would have woken up coach and was and trying like, to help them you out. Chose <laughs> the, that's, why the go- that's why the demon comes back. Yeah. Because he's just like, honey, why did you choose such a dipshit? <laughs> like, this is the dumbest guy in the entire world. The amount of mansplaining in this movie is insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's not only that, but also, um, I'm sorry, but the, like, if, like, just jump ahead a little bit, but the sidekick that they hire is also just a fucking dumbass. Oh, he's picture. the worst. Like, I just love that scene where he walks in the house and goes, oh, I, I, I can't be here. That yeah, was by when I when I first saw this movie, I was uh, uh I saw it with old friend of the show uh, Tony, mm-hmm. and he almost kicked me out of the theater because I just kept laughing, and it was like <laughs> one of those things where it's like you know I, I don't dislike the movie, but there's there's parts in this movie that if you're not seeing it without the clout of like this is the greatest thing ever, so if you saw this movie just fresh like you were able to, I think it's a lot easier to stomach it. But if you're right. watching this movie with the the uh, the knowledge that this is the scariest movie to come out since The Exorcist, it's like. 
Well, it's really not. I mean, I just watched a ghost light a Ouija board on fire and then feel bad about it and put it out. Like, well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not going to let it spread to the whole house, guys. Oh, 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 oh shit, it's getting out of control. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I keep screwing this up. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think what you just said is actually a little bit of the reverse. I think it's because everybody told you that it's the scariest thing ever that you didn't find it scary at that's all. What he, stuff. That's what I, I was yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it, it's the fact that I walked into it without knowing anything right. about yeah. it that I think made me go whoa this was yeah. like, really freaky and stuff. I, and, well in the trailer like I think one of the best like physical like scary moments is when he drags her out of the bed and it's, right. like, yeah. it's well, done that, so well it looks so real it, but it's in every fucking trailer so when yeah you, and it takes it out of it because yeah. I mean like when we saw it we had no idea that was going to happen and I'm not kidding when I say this like the audience which was packed and you work at Paramount so you know I how know, you yeah. know how large that theater yeah, is yeah. it's a big theater it fits about 700 people in it um I shit you not. We were every, people started standing up and like running down the aisle screaming. And <laughs> yet once again, you have to keep in mind we had no hype about it. We didn't yeah. know the scene was coming up, and I think it had something to do with is that the movie because it's such a languid pace for a little bit lulls you if you have if you don't know what to expect into a false sense of security yeah. at a certain point where when that scene happens, it's like what the it, fuck is it going? Turns it to eleven. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, also I think the other thing is is that all of a sudden you're placing yourself into that house and everything and. Let's be honest here. We're all smart people. Our first reactions would have been, "We're getting the fuck out of this house." Oh right yeah, now right. Or they even or go to a goddamn church. Yeah, either well, go to a church, but they, they do the things where they hire like the psychic who says, "Get a demonologist," and they're like, "Uh, no." Why? Why? Just make the fucking actually, phone call. But that's where that's where I get like so frustrated with this movie. By all means, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's go down that road. <sighs> Come with me on a journey. So yes, I'm not gonna. I'm not probably gonna agree on a lot of things. Back to with the hype of this film in 2006 or seven or whatever. um, It turned me off. Mm -hmm. The the way they advertised it, I was just like, you know what? I have no interest in watching that. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to be that scared. You show and well, remember, you're probably the one percent who didn't fall for that and everything. Yeah, the but the numbers it was a, it was a, speak for it. Was a, it. I don't if know. I, right. I mean, I, I was the same way. I had no interest in it. The only reason I saw it was because I was working at AMC the more, at the time and I got to see it yeah. for free. The mm-hmm. more they told me I wanted to see it, the less I wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I guess that type of marketing just doesn't work on me. It brings out the like stubborn brat in me going, "Well, you keep telling me this, therefore I don't want to do it." Mm-hmm. Was but, it, wasn't this like the, kind of the first time they were starting to do that with advertising, showing the audience Blair and being Witch. like, oh, Blair Well, no, no, no. I mean, they've done it a couple oh, of no, times. Oh, no, they do with the audience. They did yeah. it a couple yeah. of times before, but what they did do in this one that was rather smart was that they actually used um, social media in a way that um, I think had never been done before then for mm-hmm. a movie. Like, Blair Witch opened a door for um, online marketing, I feel like. Yeah, uh, yeah. This movie uh-huh. opened the door, I think, for social media marketing, uh, specifically for the reason because what they did was they actually had towns vote for why their town should be the one that has the only paranormal activity screening. That was cool. That was the one thing I liked. And that I actually think was a very, and I think also, once again, it built the hype for this picture because oh, all of a sudden it's like, it, well, why it can't we see it? It created the demand. Picture. That was yeah. smart. It, and that's, yeah, and that's what it it's did. It's kind of like Apple. Like, yeah. Yeah. like we're going to create a shortage on purpose mm-hmm. and then we're going to make you want it really hard. Well, yes. The, 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 the other thing with, the, well. with this movie that worked really well with that whole marketing was that it made it so very few people saw it but that few was still a rather large number. And then they so felt, that you, and then they made it them feel special. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, 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 no, it was both they made them feel special, but they made it so that almost everyone knew someone who had seen it. Mm-hmm. So the word of mouth of everyone who got to see it without all the trailers and all that other fodder who could say this is the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen would tell everyone else who would then go see it. And by that point, it's so watered down, it wasn't scary anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the proof's in the pudding. I mean, it fucking worked. It, it, it made 
so many millions of dollars on $15,000. I mean, it, it, clearly, it was not a bad idea. It's just yeah. cashing and, in on it for sequels and, was a little... And let me reiterate this. Um, I mean, we talk, I talk about how I found this movie to be incredibly scary. I don't think this is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Um, I think it's safe to say nobody really does. On no. This no. At this point no. Time. But I do think it's important to talk about because it's a movie made for $15,000 no, and right. they I, do their job. I mean, the the long and the short of it for me is that I, I've seen all but one of them. I, I don't think that this is a bad movie. Yeah. I, I think the characters are horrible, but I don't think that's a problem with the movie i think it's more so intentional like you yeah. want to be screaming at these characters well yeah I and it's yeah. kind of the goal you, you want to feel smarter than these characters yeah. at a certain point in time and everything i mean like i said i never feel bad for them but that's my base like when i was i was when i was saying my frustration my big frustration with this film is the characters well i mean like well, eddie eddie murphy had a great joke at one point in time in his sketches and i'm just going to kind of distill it down to like a one two line and stuff where basically he had this entire sketch where he's like why don't you ever see um anybody of any minority in um horror movies it's because the minorities are smart enough to get the fuck out of the house <laughs> they sense danger yes they have a heightened sense of, compared to us in our life of privilege we <laughs> Well, I'm half Puerto well, Rican, and I know exactly what he's talking oh, about. Oh, yeah? That so, one where he's kind of like, nope, we would have gotten out of the house immediately. <laughs> so let's let's actually talk these characters, and we're going to go one-two punch on this. Uh, so let's <laughs> let's talk let's talk uh, the the greatest male in a horror film, I think, ever. Mm. Uh, good old Mika, or Micah. Is it Mika or Micah? I don't it's remember. Micah, and it's Micah. funny that you oh, mentioned the concert, because I was it? half expecting Micah to approve to be brought up on that stage at one point. He is sh- dirt shit. Yep. Like he's what? not just shit, and he's not just dirt. He's neither. He's not pure in any way. He's dirt shit. He's, he's actually. It's a kind of a nice role reversal because he's playing, filling the role of like the totally airbrained, clueless person in this yes. relationship. Yeah. And the thing. Uh, that, uh, here's the 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 thing about if airbrained and clueless is I don't respect my. For God's sake, he's a fucking day trader. How much do bro can you be right. with yeah. that? But, but here's the thing: is that I. I think the actor Micah Slout or Slout—I yeah. can't remember how it's the last name—does a great job with it. Maybe. Oh, he was a believable, yeah, believable I, I, dumbass. The thing was is that a lot of times with these low-budget horror films, you don't buy the performances because right. they just get their friends to act in it, and then they're just like, "Well, this is kind of shit." If these two people didn't pull off their characters well, this movie would have never succeeded. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think he did a great job playing that. Like, God, I fucking hate you. He, even even I think credit has. Thing. I think credit has to be given to him where um you actually believe that this guy is dumb enough to do some of the things. Oh yeah, he plays them. With enough credibility that you fully believe that yes, this guy is this fucking stupid. Absolutely, he pre- he he is everything that I hate in a man. Essentially, let me list <laughs> let me list these qualities off. Um, he listens. It's, it, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get my ass kicked um, after this. <laughs> so, like the first thing, very first thing, the the movie itself, voyeurism. He is a voyeur. He he wants to exploit his girl by videotaping her. That's the beginning of the movie is him looking her up and down. Yep. Uh, and then later on, he pressures her into sex and tries to trick her into having sex on camera. Uh, he yells babe all the time, which I really hate. Um, <laughs> babe. He says that he's listening to her, but then does nothing she asks him to do. Uh-huh. He belittles her choices because he gets... Uh, He's just—he's constantly trying to contradict her. When she brings another man into the household, he complains about it the whole time. Uh, and then she speci- my house, she my specifically girl. asks him to not buy a Ouija board. And oh, then he God. goes, "I won't buy a Ouija board." And just like he tried, he 
just goes behind her back and then acquires a Ouija board. The most and, demonic Ouija board. And he's by the man that he's immediately <laughs> threatened by coming into his house. He tells him not to do something. And he's like, well, this other man can't tell me what to do. He tells him not to antagonize the ghost. So then he just antagonizes the shit out of the demon. Literally yelling at it. Screaming. (laughs) And then he keeps insisting, honey, I got this down. I did my research. I know what I'm doing, which he doesn't. Well, I mean, it's funny that you say he did his research. It's like, all the listeners out there and stuff, FYI, if you are experiencing, I know we have, like, even if you're, like, atheist with listeners, I apologize stuff, but if you're experiencing something that you think is paranormal don't ever get a ouija board yeah hey don't get that a ouija board that is the first thing all the research tells you don't ever get a ouija board he and bring it into your they, house the, to the movie's credit they actually do explain why you don't get a ouija board and i thought that was actually kind of cool the that main reason cool. you don't get a ouija board is because by trying to communicate with it you're inviting it into your house you give it a it's the whole vampire thing of come on in yeah. that's what yeah. you're doing well one of the and smart i mean like um have you guys ever seen the conjuring Oh, yeah. we no. love the conjuring. Yeah, the opening minutes of it is like they actually flat out tell the people, you did what? You yeah. don't, don't do that. Don't yeah. ever <laughs> talk to this fucking thing. It's yeah. the stupidest thing you could do. Yeah, yeah. you don't invite the, the devil into your house. Yeah. And then you might do a little better. Yeah. Uh, well, and, I, and, and to the earlier point, when you were listing all those, I like that it was believable <laughs> that he was that yeah. bad. Like, that, that's that never... Uh, well, they established within 50, the first 10 minutes of this picture before the paranormal shit starts going down yeah. that this guy is a dude bro. She's saying, stop degree. videotaping yeah. me. Oh, it's stop it like oh, you know, she being, is a no means yes type she's girl a, too which yeah she's really anything. annoying and then he just keeps doing it and he's giggling about it and he thinks it's cute that like oh i'm doing something she's telling me not to yeah i mean but that's again to the actor's credit just thinking about it filmmaking wise he does a great fucking job yeah. with this mm-hmm. he he does a great job being vile yes but he does it very he does it in such a way where i don't ever buy that he's acting which is for an actor, exactly what acting. you want. And I'm it's, really hoping that he was acting. It's what I totally I buy <laughs> I've seen him interviewed so many times, he seems like such a nice guy. Well, I mean... Like, well, the thing is, they're good at that. These type of guys are good at that. That's how they get girls to move in with them. Let's stop slamming this poor guy. Yeah, well, once again, you haven't met this man. You can't slam him. If You, you can slam the character. You I'm can't just slam saying. Now, here's the thing. The fact that he raises that much, like tempering you is even more credit to his acting like way to go guy you did such a good job my wife currently hates you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never met you for all the time like we heard the story about how you rescued all those orphans from that fire but she still the hates you the moment you say babe I'm gonna punch you in the face babe hey babe hey babe uh, so speaking <laughs> of babe how about Kate Featherston she's a doormat Oh my god. In the movie. <laughs> for the love of God, we can't Oh sorry. Char- the, character the character is a doormat. This is this is living proof that the movie worked on all levels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the character. I thought we were just going into her character, this is not why the actress. You don't name your characters the same as the actress. That's actors. true. Because yeah. Katie yeah. and Micah played Katie and Micah. So. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> actress. I'm talking about the character you played. You know I, another like, person okay. You can you can be mean to me. Because do actually do you know the deal with her? Is that while she was filming the movie, she actually was working at Buca de Peppo at Universal city walk that's insane. oh that's funny like yeah and like <laughs> that's yeah. how you get in yeah but i another per- i thought she was great i thought she did a great job with her character i thought she was believable the whole way through mm-hmm. i'm surprised that neither one of these people are really showing up in anything else well, she was in his show the river after this but mm-hmm. and, and she has a few things every now and then but not much i think the deal with her character is is that um her character has an excuse for starting to act like the way she does i.e the demon is trying to possess her yeah and so it's true so it's slow like her I guess um, the best way to describe it is that her like um, 
fortitude is basically i'm trying to find the right word for it and stuff but basically she's being broken down on two yeah. fronts yeah in this yeah picture. and if you if you believe if you follow the sequels after this you find out it's not just this movie it's like well i mean even the movie they mention it because they have the photo of her as a child with her, her house burned down and whatnot. right yeah uh which you know the thing is like for me there's things that i make fun of in the movie that i still think work well like the the house that had burned down there's a photo that has like burned sin- uh sides to it that was supposed to be lost and there that was, was no to be way in yeah. hell like. and when i was in the movie theater when my friend tony was telling me i need to leave they found the photo and the entire theater is really quiet like oh god i'm like oh the demon sentimental you <laughs> 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 went into a burning house and saved a photo that's, that's why i think this such needs a, a sweetheart you know what there needs to be some katie invest- this demon is a way better boyfriend see he that's the loves thing you. he's outside holding a boombox for you yeah. <laughs> they need to take these sequels in another direction where it's really he's a very caring demon and he's just really looking out for us. Like, I got all your stuff. This guy I'm going to help you get out you. of this relationship. I'm going to drag you away from him. Try to get you away from him by dragging you by the leg. Okay, you're, you're not, not taking the hint. I'm getting you out of this room. <laughs> yeah. You guys aren't helping the demon either because he sounds like a stalker. <laughs> he sounded like the most passive aggressive stalker He's a guardian demon. He has guardian you know, her, demon. Had a crush yeah. on her since she was eight. Yeah, yeah it still early, doesn't matter. No means no. She told him to fuck off yeah. and he still didn't listen. Early concept art for the demon. He has a fedora or a trilby. <laughs> and he's like my lady I mean guys let's be honest how demonic can a demon be if his name is Toby we don't know where the name Toby came from to be fair and and it's not in this movie Toby is in the sequels I think the third one is the first time they say his name <laughs> the third one is when they like they're like yeah, what Toby. if the, this is tied into the movie Twister and the demon oh, actually God. was in the dog at the beginning of Twister when she's yelling Toby because she was a little girl yelling Toby it's true yeah, first person ever, I think, to make that connection. Really big stretch. Really, really, really big. <laughs> but it's somewhere, it uh, what's his name? Oren, uh, Oren Peel is like, somebody understood my movie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, will, I will say this. Uh, I agree with you that, uh, that it's a shame that Karen Featherstone does not have a bigger career because... Um, Katie. Katie Featherstone. <laughs> um, Harsh, bro. <laughs> um <laughs> God damn it. Don't remember her name. That's why she doesn't have a career. Um, but no, because um, she actually has all the attributes for like a really good scream queen in this picture and everything yeah. like that. And stuff. And you're surpri- I'm a little surprised that she hasn't become like a Daniel Harris or um, a Jamie Lee Curtis back in her day before like Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis um, started to branch out like uh, from horror movies. Because remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis for about right after Halloween for like the next like seven years was in nothing but horror. Uh, do you think nothing is, but do Halloween you, sequels. Yeah. Do you think that's a function of the the type of horror film these are because the actors in Blair Witch also just don't go on to do anything. Um, yes, I do. Yeah. I it's a function it, of it's the a, found footage. That, like, yeah, that, it is, so that well, is the problem of trying natural? to make it reality. It's because Hollywood's a club and when you do a low budget movie you're not part of the club already. Yeah, he's I mean, got a point. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all who you know. And when yeah. you do a movie like this where you know no one and you're lucky that your movie's sold, the only person meeting people is really the director and the producer. Right. The actors and at that point have moved on years ago. If you've directed a $15,000 movie, the next job you get, you're a puppet for the producers. Yeah. So it's like. And you don't get to bring on your crew. I mean, well, well his next major thing was that TV show, which I actually heard good things about. I just never watched it The River. Mm. Um, I liked the billboards. The billboards really just reminded me of Lost, which I never really mm. watched it. But. I mean, either way, I think that I think the guy made a really good movie, and I think both the actors in it did a, a good job. I just I think the movie it's just it's tough to watch now. Like, it's really tough to watch outside yeah. of that. Well, it's tough. I mean, like I rented it one night out of curiosity um, a couple of years ago, and I watched it by myself. I was bored. Yeah, yeah. I was bored out of my mind. But here's um, the thing: like when we're talking about Oren uh, Peel, or I can't pronounce his like P E L I or I L yeah L I, uh, he. Uh, 
he really does have a respect for pacing, which I mm-hmm. think is it's mm-hmm. something that you just don't get in modern horror almost at all anymore. But you gotta have your opening scare. You gotta have and like every little bit. You gotta have right. a scare about like every ten to fifteen minutes, or people kind of start tuning out. And, create <laughs> and this guy kind of went, ah, fuck that. Yeah. Well, I think the deal is also and stuff is that he does very smart. And a lot of horror movies um, nowadays, especially nowadays, don't do this. Is that he set up um, the world rules? Yep. And he followed them. Um, I think one of the big problems with horror movies now is that they don't set up rules for their characters or for their monsters to follow like right. um i think guillermo guillermo del toro i think he actually talked about this or it might have been john carpenter one of those two one of those great horror directors talked about this where it's like you have to set up rules for your world or for your creatures and everything and you have to follow them to the t mm-hmm. i think you're talking about tarantino yeah he did oh, the, tarantino. okay yeah, tarantino he did the whole speech okay. about that when he was talking about it follows because that was this yeah and that was the problem with it yeah. follows because he's absolutely yeah. right. it was really the scary for a picture. long time until the ending and you're like why is this happening yeah like this makes no sense because also you don't put a bunch of fucking TVs around because otherwise that demon could have been like oh you're all in the water yeah the the whole I mean I do like the director does have a good defense for that he's like there are a bunch of kids who watched 80s movies so they're going to come up with an 80s movies plan so he's like that was supposed to be stupid and just people went that's just dumb it's like, yeah, but it was supposed to be. Yeah, but you don't set it. He doesn't set it up like it's stupid. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. the problem yeah. is, is that you need to set it up like, no, we know, like, the, the filmmakers know this is stupid. The characters don't. Yeah. So uh, the thing with, uh, with Oren well, however, for this movie. I think Paranormal Activity, the characters, I think, actually firmly establishes the filmmakers know that these characters are stupid at certain yes. points. And... <laughs> You know, and yeah, he follows that through. I, I think, yeah, I think Oren did a great job making Mika or Micah, whatever we're going to call him, uh, a complete fucking moron. And he stuck with it. And he did it in such a way where it never felt like we were supposed to be like not siding with him. So I think like the directing of the film I think was, was actually pretty spot on. He did exactly what he needed to do. And he did it in a way that like kind of was good with pacing. It was good with character development. It was good with the scares when I need to have the scares. And then it was just, it, it just, it ended up being, uh, too big for its own shoes. Or I, I don't know how to describe it. Like it ended up, getting this huge cloud there's just no way you could ever like ever make it work in the way that if you weren't there in the beginning that you'd ever actually see it that way well i guess also now is a good time to talk about um the endings oh yeah um because i don't know if you guys noticed there's not one not two but three different endings for this picture they didn't shoot one of them right uh i read all the different endings on wikipedia and i got real sad they didn't do one so the ending Um, of the or the ending of the actual movie for some reason you haven't seen it is basically just uh she goes off screen she screams a whole bunch make it goes ah babe i gotcha and he runs downstairs and then there's a more screaming and then silence and then his body comes flying at the camera and then she creepily smiles into it and the camera gets shut off and that's the ending they went with. Well, she Which, does a demonic smudge. She does a demonic right. like, Her face scream, contorts. Yeah, yeah, contorts into a demonic grin and everything like it's that. Like, okay, great. Yeah. But it, it, the <laughs> no, ending no, no, for the saying, movie. I'm not saying. No, no, no. no yeah, the ending of the movie was fine. It was I would have loved it, it if worked. she had whispered, later, babe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the other endings were. Um, help me out here with this one, um, Chewie, because I might be missing a couple mm-hmm. and stuff because um, you said it you read. And it's the, one of them was that um she just comes into the room the body doesn't fly in a room but she just comes into the room when she has a knife in her hands and she just goes up the camera and she slits her throat and she just falls and dies terrible mm-hmm. ending. Um, well, they didn't do it the second ending i think actually one of the endings was just the silence and then you hear the screaming and then it just goes to black that, no, I, I don't remember that the, 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 the one i watched was um she the, uh, it ends at the screaming it goes silent she comes back up with blood on her she sits Which down and fir- rocks back and forth Back and forth until like 9 a.m., 5 p.m. Which is the other ending, which is then the cops come in and they shoot and they wind up shooting her dead. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I like and that. that. Actually, I think would have been the. I actually think that would have been the best ending because. But then no sequel. Uh, but then, but then we also wonder about um, if it was actually a demonic possession or if she was skip like or. If yeah, I was, like that. There was, was like schizophrenic. schizophrenic or something uh-huh. like that. I like the one they didn't shoot. This the, I agree with her. I think this is probably one, the best ending. Which one was the one that they didn't shoot? Uh, it was Brian said. Well, that was just kind of too on the nose. I'm like, it's a little on the but, nose, but I do agree. It's but probably I like the best it. Ending. Where she gets possessed, she does the whole stand thing, and then she goes, she picks up the camera, she walks over to Mika, and then she beats him to death with it. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I would have loved because then it, you get to watch him die. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Uh, <laughs> the camera shall kill it. you. I but think like, that's why they might have wanted to film it. But, but they said it on the Wikipedia page. They said, yeah, that's. They said they didn't film this because it was going to be too complicated yeah it'd be tough to film but well, I, I think that would have been dead after like, <laughs> use that camera afterwards yeah but i think that probably would have been the best ending I, I can see why they didn't shoot it maybe with a bigger budget they might have been but in my to, brain i imagined it and i went oh that was satisfying yeah because that one actually because that one's also pretty interesting because then you really don't know if it's a demonic possession or if this guy just drove her to the point of well actually see, you do know it's a, a demonic possession because the ouija board lights on fire when nobody's there well, yeah. yeah but he puts it out you know what it's a nice demon He's not very nice. Hell yeah. hath no fury like a woman scorn. Maybe when she got really mad at him for uh, bringing that into the house after they left, like her rage oh, did oh, it. Oh, wait, no, she didn't have to be wrong. in the room. We got this wrong. The demon is trying to protect Micah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> dude, get get away from him. He's just a normal dude, bro. He's a day trader. I he love day trader. No, he's just it's a, he's a product of society. Yeah, I'm trying to help him. Get away from him, you evil lady. <laughs> I, I just remembered this. I remember actually when I first when I saw it the first time at that screening when he pulls out the Ouija board. Somebody said in the audience, "Oh, you guys are fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, you deserve it. like it's and he just he's like you deserve what's coming to you after the, like after bringing and that it's shit such in a the house. strange. I mean, I know. Know that uh, Parker Brothers has a really strong copyright on Ouija boards, so they had to make one that just looked so different yeah. than what we're used to. But yeah. it, the big ass pentagram behind f- flames is just kind of strange. Comedically demonic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like you just walk in and it's like, oh, honey, you should have just put some lamb's blood on it. Yeah. For the sake of, like, <laughs> continuity. Yeah. Do you just want to tattoo six 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 in your forehead before we start this? Like, <laughs> How devilish do we want to go? Oh, I have a baby downstairs. Should we just sacrifice it to us <laughs> before we start? To, let's go all the, If we're going to do this, let's go all the, the way. The demon is watching in horror and the corner's like, guys, this is ridiculous. All I needed was, was the board. board. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I always right. would have loved to do one of these pictures from the demon's perspective, yeah. almost like what we do in the shadows. It's like find out the demon is just like. Uh, it's the Tucker and Dale like of demons. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, there really could be a great, like, mockumentary of just a demon just like, oh, yeah, I just live here. And then, uh, you know, at night, you know, when they go to bed, I get to walk around and do my stuff. And they always move my shit into the bedroom, so I have to go into the bedroom. And, and they <laughs> always leave the door open. It's like they're inviting me in. They never close the door. And, you know, like, I try they to go freak to- out. I close the door for them so the air conditioner doesn't go into the rest of the house. And <laughs> it doesn't freeze over because I know they hate when that happens and then they get agitated. <laughs> and then the other problem is, you know, sometimes I go down to the television, turn it on, and, you know, I want to see football at night, but yeah. they don't have the football on, so I try to fiddle around with the television. They start and screaming. I'm, and I'm not a part of this world, so I don't know how the television works, so it usually, you know, comes up as static or something. <laughs> and then I have to hide because they come down to stay because you know I, I don't fucking know like and then yeah. he starts putting baby powder all over the floor i tried to avoid it i do what i can i tried <laughs> to find the broom but they don't have one in this house for some weird reason 
Or when I try to find a broom, then they come downstairs and they're like, oh, no. And they said, we'll clean it up and everything. So I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you for cleaning us up and everything. I mean, you did put it down on there. I mean, one thing is. There's a movie I want to see. Yeah. Since you don't actually get to see what the demon looks like. when Until you see five or six. When you see the footprints in the powder. The hooves. They yeah. don't look like hooves. It looked like chicken feet to yeah. me. It looked like the three-pronged chicken feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a chicken I say demon. They had $15,000. Give them a break. <laughs> so it's Diablo. A gi- the Diablo is a giant chicken. Okay? At that point, I need, like, they only have $15,000. Either go just feet See. or go hooves. See. Yeah. At this point, fans of Monkey Island are just like yelling, screaming in joy because it's El Pollo Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a real thing. Ju- it is. <laughs> that's um, amazing. You I have to tar and feather yourself to dress up as the demon uh, chicken to get great. on a boat. It's uh, could, great. Could, could we please take a minute or two just to talk about the third main, ca- the third character in this picture, which only the, shows up the in random two little friend no, who no, does jewelry r- with her? No, no not no, the not random her. little friend. <laughs> the useless psychic. The, oh, so every time you guys say that, I hear sidekick, I not do. psychic. It's psychic. a great movie starring Chuck He's Norris. Both. You should check it out. Um, <laughs> Chuck Norris and uh, what's his name? Uh, the kid actor. He's dead now. Um, I, I know who you're talking about. He's also in It. Um, yes. Um, um, by the way, does anybody John find Ritter? it ironic that no. um, basically Seth Green became his character in It in real life? It's kind of weird. Um, but going back to yes, the sidekicks, side by the way. It's a plural. I'm sorry. The sidekick in P. this uh, movie who is just absolutely fucking useless just comes into the house and goes, yeah, you have a demon the first time. The second time around... He's not completely useless. He tells See, them what not to do. No, he tells them what not to do, and he tells them who to call. Like he's like, call the Ghostbusters. Essentially, he's actually really smart. He knows when he's underqualified for a job. Yes, he knows he's so underqualified that he literally just realistic. walks into the house and then walks out <laughs> within well, thirty seconds. I mean, he really did walk. He's like, all right, I told you exactly what to do. Go do that. And then they're like, all right, come back. We didn't do any of the things you said. And he walks in and goes, oh, you guys are so going to die. <laughs> and I'm not going to be here for it. I am yeah. not involved. <laughs> I am so underqualified for what you had before. Don't yeah. leave what you me. have now is like a completely different thing. Please, please don't leave me a Yelp does review. Does he their phone number to anybody? Does he attempt to help afterwards? Well, he said that guy's going to be back in a few days. But I think even when he's walking, I was like, I think they have like six hours. <laughs> I couldn't fix your leak, and now you got black mold. It's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do this. Um, I do think. I mean, like it's. It also comes back to me. I mean, Chewie. I feel like we're on the same page about this. Right around the time when um, they found the burned picture in the attic, I think it was right around the time where they should, where if I was the guy, I would have turned around and been like, "We need to go to a church right the fuck now, dude." I would have been like, "We're not married. I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Here's the camera. I mean, to be fair, yeah. that should have been Katie going, we're not married, I'm out, because you're not worth sticking around, you sure. goddamn moron. The, For the sure. demon was only casual when I wasn't living with you, right. and now it's like super pissed off, right. so maybe the problem is you. So let me get this straight. You think the demon is the hero in this? Like the demon yeah, maybe. The demon, the, the demon is like on. The demon is like he's cool with her until she gets another guy. That's he's right. Super jealous. <sighs> you didn't yeah. tell me where your, where your new house was. So basically, no, I'm gonna reiterate this. The demon is actually a clone of Micah. <gasps> time travel. And he's jealous of I the mean, other Micah. They do introduce that's in time travel later in the series. Oh god. Yes, there. And we can that confirm. That brings so there, many layers. <laughs> there is. Like he's interdimensional possessiveness. Yes. Oh I, I would really love to be talking a little bit about the sequels. I would love to have been in the room when they started developing the sequels because it really just kind of feels like all right. So the next one's gonna be about her sister because they're yeah. maybe they're both haunted. All right, that makes sense. What about the third one? Uh, how about them as kids? Okay, that makes sense. What about the fourth one? Shit, uh, a Latino gang? 
Sure, why not? <laughs> that time think? travels? Sure, why not? <laughs> Fifth one, in space. <laughs> they really just just in space. Oh my god, why haven't they done a space one yet? I mean, they really just started just going, ah, whatever, it'll but make money. Here, I, will say, about this. I will say this, though. At least in the third one, the guy in the relationship acts somewhat smart at points. <laughs> the third one where they're kids? The, the kid, when they're kids and everything. Like, I mean, the one guy, when he gets clawed by the demon, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> why are we doing this? This is stupid. Genius. And then they keep doing it. <laughs> Let's talk about the lasting franchise here. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to lead into with the sequel. Oh, you mean when the Warner, when the Paramount executive just looked at it and he goes, "Milk it." Well, yeah, milk that, it for that, all its worth. That kind of happens in every, almost every successful horror franchise. Everybody yes. gets yes. shitty, yeah, especially sequels. Bridget Jones. Do you? <laughs> but do this you guys is like think? BDSM level when you tie ropes around a boob. You're like trying so hard. What? But, whoa. Milking it. Uh, yeah. I've never tried that. I don't think anybody else has around this table. Well. I've seen not very effective. In the back of my mind, I'm going. You can't tell. It looks really unpleasant for the woman. Uh, Anyhow, (laughs) so the 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 thing is, uh, Ryan's right. If if (laughs) if a movie does even remotely okay, a horror movie that is does remotely okay, they're like, all right, well, we can make sequels, and people will go see them. Yeah. Every now and then, you get lucky and you get a Conjuring two, which is not the greatest movie in the world. It's on our docket down the road a ways. We'll talk about it. Uh, a good movie because they just started to focus less on the haunts after a while and more on the characters. There you Which, go. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. So, like, you can be smart about it like James Wan has yeah. been with both Insidious, Insidious 2, and then he sold off the rights and suddenly Insidious 3 sucked balls and people are like, why? It's because yeah. like, the person who knew the franchise left. So you can make these franchises like this saw... Uh, I'm sure there's other ones. But Resident I think Evil? franchises are strongest when they're built around a character. So you've got yes. the Friday the 13th. You've Which got all the Nightmare Jason. on Elm Street. You've got the Saw. They're yeah. all based around like this iconic Resident character. Resident Evil? You can't no. have iconic fishing line pulling fucking doors shut. Alice. Yeah. Are you and saying that Toby isn't iconic? No, because you don't know really, what it looks like. Yeah, they show him in the in the last He's one. He's got chicken legs. And the, he does have skinny little chicken legs. I didn't see the last You're one. You're shitting me. No, the, you see him in the last one. You didn't one. see it either. There you um, go. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the thing is spoiler. Yeah, the, the, he doesn't have like chicken legs. He just got tiny, skinny little legs. Yeah. So you only see his legs, and then you see him in ghost form a whole bunch. And it's just like the thing is, if they'd done that at the beginning, no one would have liked it because it doesn't look good. Right. And if they do it at the end, it's like, well, this is too little, too late. Right. So I agree. Like you got to have that character. You got to have the Michael Myers, the Jason Voorhees, the Jigsaw, or whatever he is. But that little but, clown fucking doll. He was more important than Jigsaw ever was. Well, that happens yeah. all the time. You get like the the icon of the horror movie. Yeah, being Jason's more important mask, than the Michael real Myers mask, which yeah. is staring at me from over your corner. Well, it's because uh, it stays yeah. in your, it stays in your head and everything. I mean, like I mean, because Jigsaw also has an iconic look after a while, which has got like that red velvet, yeah, like, yeah. kind of robe but, and. Everything. I mean, I think that out of all those movies, and I mean this, I think the Saw movies took the left turn to shit town way faster than any of the other ones Saw movies actually with all the sequels did try to tie them all together as well and have an overarching story which yeah, again was kind of a stretch it's ambitious but I, 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 I like that I didn't I mean it's, I, I like that, that they the tried the, the, the Saw films are kind of interesting because they're actually very much modern grand guginal or guginal or whatever the hell that term is and stuff like um, the Italian thing there's what's an, well, it was actually more of an England um, English thing and stuff, oh. where like the Penny Dreadful novels and everything like right, that right, right. stuff. Where, I never but, read those. So. But the, the problem with the Saw movies, I think they just the quality dipped so hard, where they kept trying to have the super super gory movies, but they had no money to spend on it, right. so it just looked like cartoon goop, and it right. wasn't even like scary anymore. It was just comedic. Damn. At least with uh, Paranormal Activity, it's not hard to make a door move, right? And so it was still. If if that was your like if that's what you're into it was still scary the whole way through until the last one when you could see the thing the whole time and then now it's not scary yeah. at all. There are also a bunch of offshoots like uh, knockoffs. Oh yeah, lots oh, of oh, anything. Yeah, and you make a hidden camera and you move doors. 
I, I worked on one. It, it was uh, it was called uh, it was originally called 1666, and then it got turned into Knock Knock Two. Oh wow! Uh, and that was the first thing I worked on in L.A., which was just total found footage horror film of just yeah. a ghost in a house. Like that was my first job, and like so, it, it for sure set up um, a, a new genre. I mean, yeah, and Blair it, Witch kind of stood alone, and they didn't do another movie until this, and then this kind of did the well, bottle the, haunting hidden yeah. camera well did they do any other found footage movies after like, i mean after they did other found witch footage stuff, but like but uh, cloverfield was after blair witch yeah but, like they did them but like they weren't as massively successful until this one as like the found yeah. footage horror films yeah well one of the big problems i think that you have with those films um that the paranormal activity movies don't is is that um you believe once again that mike is stupid enough to always have that camera and that's the other interesting yeah. thing is is that um because you establish the, his voyeurism you well, establish that and and you establish like that he's kind of an asshole. Like she's, I freaked out, and you went and grabbed the camera. He's like, "Well, I thought it was important, right?" And the other thing is, the stuff is that also is that the movie um, doesn't require the camera to be moved around a whole lot. Right, it's yeah. actually just stagnant in one place. Whereas, like you take uh, one of the Blur Witch knockoffs, for instance, like they're fucking taking the camera and moving it around yeah. constantly, yeah. and it's yeah. like, put the goddamn thing down and run. Like nobody cares at this point. Yeah, um, I think. One of the only good ones, uh, just to plug this movie, is that if you guys haven't seen it, is that the original record films. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, those the first are, one is so fucking good. Yeah, and I mean, like, Even those the, are the only ones that those are the one, only ones that I actually am like, okay, I understand completely why you guys have the cameras in every single scene. I don't even, even think second, quarantine is that bad. It's not, I mean, quarantine it's not, is not that bad. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, and it's a, almost a shot-for-shot shot remake, but it, it's... Yeah. Save the remakes for later. Yeah, uh, but it, but even Rec Two, which had the the SWAT team with their little cameras and like little yeah. stats on them, that was still kind of cool and a kind of a cool way to further the lore of it. Mm-hmm. But it also makes sense, especially once you figure out what the lore is. We don't want to go into yeah. spoilers about this because just trust us when you say this. There is a big twist in Record Two yeah. when you find out exactly what's going Am I the on. The only one yeah. at the table that's never seen any of those movies. I've never seen Rec Two. I only saw the first. I haven't one. seen oh, a single Rec one of two, them. Rec Two has a giant twist in it. Rec Two is really fun. Really yeah, fun, and it's a fun twist. Okay. It's, it's something that's it's, it's something that has never been been done in any other was horror the character movie. bruce willis the whole time if you guys ask me after the podcast i'll tell you just know i won't because i want to watch it it's yeah clever spoilers but um, but, but this movie do, kind of does that where like it, it yeah. kind of gives enough mystery around lore that you're, you're kind of obsessive about researching it after movies like this you're always like I kind of want to see what the, what they're intending, what what's going on, what the rumor. Like, do you? You kind of want to look into it more. <laughs> I are you talking about paranormal activity? Yeah. Paranormal activity and movies I, I like could this. not give less of a fuck about. No, it. Like, we've got all these um, all these religious icons around the table, and it just it's been burning into my head this entire time how good The Exorcist was. The the very first Exorcist. Oh, well, movie. yeah. Like, well, the, <laughs> that's how you do a demon movie, I mean, right? It's hard to reach perfection yeah. and in that movie and when few. when they reached perfection that, they injured a little girl's spine no i'm i'm, like, I'm watching mean, that movie i bored by the <laughs> first half of that movie still like oh, it's not, not a perfect movie oh, but I, I i would argue it is the lore it's one the, of the movies that inspired me to make movies yeah, i think the exorcist is one of the, the greatest I, I've I've I have respected my marriage to brian and i have not watched the first episode of exorcist without him oh that's i really want to watch that i know we're gonna start watching that show this weekend honey but I we know a lot of the crew it's all chicago woot woot chicago crew yeah they Um, they made sure my dad couldn't go home for two hours thanks guys Uh, the the exorcist (laughs) bothered your dad (laughs) well i think that also to deal with the exorcist is um kind of tying it back is is that 
um, well, it doesn't necessarily establish rules because everything that they do in that film is based off of what they've read about in no, actual exorcism. No, but exorcisms you don't have stuff. to know that to see that movie and know the rules. Because I don't yeah. know like the lore of demons throughout history, but I know a lot from that movie. Well, which also leads me to the second thing about I just that watch picture. Um, yeah. Fuck, I love that movie. And also, by Has the way, anyone the... else seen the the little parody with Liam Neeson uh, where they have to rock the demon re, out re, of her? Re, re, repossessed. Yeah, that's a yeah. movie. That's a whole movie. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a theme song <laughs> of the film. Oh. Yeah. It's just singing. Re, it's, re, it's really good. Repossessed. I'm being rocked back to hell. <laughs> and Linda Blair is actually in that picture yeah. um, and she actually said that that picture was very therapeutic for her because it got her to finally start <laughs> laughing and getting uh. over some of the horrible trauma that she um, had to deal with on that set Oof. but no but the thing I think about The Exorcist is that it's also it's an extremely character driven picture I mean I always point this out to people movie's not called The Person Who Is Dead possessed it's called the exorcist for a reason which is that it's actually she's not the main character in it the pre the and max von sedow is not the this there's not the exorcist that they're referring to they're talking about the the younger priest the one because it's about his journey to kind of reaffirming his faith again yeah um but now that we're full-blown talking exorcists, I think we're done with paranormal activity. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much we can else talk about that Yeah. Picture. I mean, that's the thing. Is oh. it, it's an hour 25. Yeah. yeah. But here's... Okay, it's so we're going to go on the table. Mean. And here... Oh, do you have one more thing you want to say? I have one more thing to yes, say. Of course. From the art department perspective of this first movie, uh, they cost them 15000 to make it. Yeah. They bought the entire decor at Big Lots. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm yeah, just looking at what's in yeah, that room. That works. The only thing that looked expensive was their headboard. Yeah, yeah that, that works. every penny. <laughs> um, so we're going to go quickly around the table and basically just say whether or not you would recommend this. Based on the low-budget horror films that we'll be talking about the month, we're going to do this at the end of every episode, mm-hmm. would you actually say, with all the hype that we've talked about, mm-hmm. would you still recommend watching this if you have not seen it? I'll go first. I'd say yes. I would say it's worth a shot just to see what everyone was talking about. John? I would agree with that. I would say yes, if not just for the fact that it's, you know, like Blair Witch before, like it is kind of a flash in the pan moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, it's worth it for context in horror film. Mm -hmm. Joey? I will say yes, the same reason I tell people to actually see Twilight. Um, (laughs) If you're going to say bad things about something, you should at least know what you're talking about. That's pretty fair. Yeah, that's a very fair assessment. Yeah. I wonder if they got a riff tracks for this, but uh, I'm going to say no. For this reason, if this is something that interests you, like um, found footage horror movies, and you're like, oh, man, this one looks great, you would have seen it by now. And if you haven't seen it by now, you're probably just not interested in the premise, and it's not the most well-executed of that Yeah, that's definitely me. Yeah, they've learned how to do it better. Yeah, that's fair. Record. Um, Or Rec, whatever it's called. Um, It's called Rec. Or go watch VHS. Yeah, VHS is cool. Yeah, um, I'm saying yes also because um, if you're a horror fan, it's requ- I feel it's required viewing. You got to you yeah. got you got you got to see the basics, or you got to see the ones that started it all. Yeah, if you like horror films, I mean, it's a good thing just to go. Oh, I can see why people dug it when it came out. Sure. As of right now, kind of crap, but yeah. you know, it, it still worked. And I, I, crap is in, is meaner than I intended to be because I actually th- I think they pulled off what they wanted to pull off. They yeah, I mean, for all the things of how this isn't a movie for me, it's not the, my type of horror film. When you look at how they made it what they made it with and how much money they made off of it yeah props yes props you did something that we have not done and you did it pretty well yeah very well and it changed for for next to nothing and just filming it over the weekends with two friends fucking great congrats it it, it evolved marketing for movies like this and that too yeah Yeah. so it's a great study see it if you want to study yeah yes yeah do not watch it now to be scared unless you're just a complete like pansy to horror films which they they do exist we have friends who are like that but yeah you were saying, I'm sorry, I totally talked over you. It's like how, how Clerks for the longest time was the big like, 
top of oh, the yeah. top of the line yeah. make a movie with no money thing this movie made was leaving less money set the bar lower <laughs> yeah i'm like it it set the bar lower with or the bar higher with less yeah, yeah. like but i don't I, know i think I've, clerks I is a better talk movie, well i mean yes yeah. it has better because that's all character based. That's it's true. Very, yeah. It's very reliant on the script. Well, I still think this, this one's movie, very character based, but it's but in I a know completely different yes. way. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so with that, we should move into quotes, 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 quotes. There are quotes They're for this all, film. Oh man, I, I'm gonna go first with mine so that nobody takes mine because I think I have the best quote in the whole movie. By all means. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, my quote comes about a little way through the movie. It's after he bought the Ouija board, and he's trying to uh, trying to say his apologies to her and whatnot. And she turns around and says, Mika, get the fuck out! <laughs> my quote is from the same time when he just epitomizes how shitty he is, where he goes, I said I wouldn't buy a Ouija board. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Mine uh, is the other, the great pop culture reference. What is your quest? <laughs> what is your favorite color? <laughs> that was actually pretty good. That was the only time his character showed any sort of quirkiness. Yeah. Uh, it was a good moment, though. I like his, like, his kind of well actually line when they're arguing, like, you know, he didn't actually know about this whole ghost thing coming in. Demon yeah. thing coming in. I understand where you're coming from. Just remember, too, that you didn't exactly warn me about this kind of stuff before we moved in together, so I think I have a little oh. bit of say in what we do. Oh, and my I God, like, what I the hell? God, you said that. <laughs> oh, okay, so then, you no, you brought up one of the, to add to my list. She's exploding. To She's add exploding. to my list of reasons that he epitomizes everything Anger, wrong with rising. men. Victim shaming. <laughs> It's just that line yes, because this is what I, we would say if we found out our significant others were. I'm very supportive right now, he, but it's all because of you. He delivers that line uh, so well that like, even <laughs> on the second view, I'm just, I just like push my chair back and I'm just like, what is this? What are you? <laughs> okay, so here's my favorite line. You guys may want to cover your ears up for this one. Hey man, you peaked on that line. <laughs> uh, which was said about, I believe, maybe three hundred times in the picture. She yeah. really should have just stopped calling his name and just sat down and went, "God, please, there's a demon. God, just, come on, just go the other way." Beelzebub, thunderbolt, Beelzebub. I'm like, I'm not actually religious, or I've never been before, but I'm fully recognizing there's a demon, so there's got to be a god now, right? I'm being beset on both sides by assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, if I had my way, the ending of the picture would have been as soon as you started hearing the screaming, the camera would have actually followed him downstairs. And then right before the demon kills him or both of them, the door kicks down. Bill Murray walks through in full <laughs> Ghostbusters garb and sh this looks at the demon and just goes, let's show this bitch how we do things downtown. <laughs> Credits. I mean, that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. I, I think they got the Ghostbusters references out when they did Casper and Dan Aykroyd was in it. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Someone, Someone else. else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Casper. But no, if they did that... Uh, another kind of rapey of demon. Time. Yeah. Oh, man. What, Casper? Casper is Go back to our Casper, recording of Casper and then we came to some realization as adults after rewatching that movie. Yeah, he's a little rapey. Uh, okay, so <laughs> review system for today I think will be fun. We'll see. Movies where you hate the main characters. Twilight? Okay. Bella. Bella. He specifically said, stay away from me. I want to eat you. This is not a healthy relationship. Stop it. Bella. 
no okay you're gonna do it anyways for many more movies fine whatever but i'm so moody <sighs> no, that's a, pregnant with a vampire baby <sighs> that's perfect that, that's pretty good yeah that's a, that's a spot on christian stewart yeah i feel like she was just in the room with us <laughs> Now we can actually say we had Kristen Stewart on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you can like I feel bad jumping. I actually think she's a good actress, but yeah. Kristen Stewart's a fine actress. She Bella's is? crap. I've only seen that movie. Only uh, a, only Ultra. a she's good really actress good could Ultra. fully bring to life such a hollow, terrible character. <laughs> uh, uh, how about Hollow Man? Oh, oh my god. I hate those such characters. Such a good one. Is that All your of choice? Them. Yeah. Thanks, Fuck. Chewie. That's a, that's <laughs> a good one. That. We're going to make this guy invisible and nothing uh, is going to go about wrong. About an invisible, <laughs> horrible person. Yeah, if you're also kind of ra- raping and kind of an asshole, let's make sure no one can see anything you do. Oh, that went poorly? Wait. All right. Do? Put on this hat and then we'll know where you are. <laughs> Just oh, no. Take the hat off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You took the hat off. <laughs> we didn't think of that. <laughs> how did he figure out how to take the hat off? <laughs> Oh, Paul Verhoeven, I love you. <laughs> uh, that was actually going to be mine, so I'm a little... What? <laughs> I, know, I, was just, I just thought it when she said hollow as well. So uh, God, I said it faster. Hollow, 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 hollow. Um, Should I just start spouting out other keywords? Yeah. No, 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 I got this. I'm trying to think, because like I always, bubble. like, there's one that I know, like, what I can't think of. I, know, right I, I have two of those right now. I'm just okay, like, I've got a really low-hanging fruit. And okay, I hope that's not one of the ones that I can't wait, put a, my you finger on. You doctor. <laughs> you know well, that's a fetish i like that you halfway laugh through the line it's like you're so happy about it it's, just, oh, you know, so, it's so bad this is a, oh this isn't a horror no. movie oh no okay. he's got his yeah. he's gonna say it well i watch two book of shadows i still have a movie poster for that <laughs> no um oh i got a great one go for it I, I, I'm afraid I might be taking yours. Uh, no, you're not. Actually, let me go first because okay, mine ahead. is probably not going to be as good as yours. And mine is not uh, a horror just movie. Wait a mic at it. <laughs> let me go first because mine's not as good. <laughs> How is that micing? I just admitted that you're... his is probably better than mine. Oh, uh, so uh, that's go. not what I heard. It's the interrupting yeah. and wanting to go first and not listen. Go ahead. Yeah, you should fully listen to me as a person. Well, fine. I might get it. I might get it. Wait a mic it, The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's the not, reason, definitely not the one I picked. It's not a Is it because mo- of his haircut? No, it's because <laughs> Alfred Molina's character in it goes, gee, I'm going to assassinate these people and I want to do it quietly and nonchalantly. So I'm going to send a seven foot tall albino monk who abuses himself <laughs> with a fucking handgun. Oh, and he also wears his torture device on his leg so he bleeds everywhere. Yeah, the cops aren't going to be able to figure out who the fuck this is. Who did Clearly it? they <laughs> couldn't. Tom Hanks had to do it. I know, it. That was, and that's why I hate this film because they're like, Tom Hanks is a suspect. And I'm like... You have the DNA. You if he was bleeding d- everywhere, I don't know. I've never everywhere. seen this movie. DNA yeah. wasn't invented back then. Uh, so mine, and I honestly think I now have the best one at the table. Mm. Drag me to hell. But you love that movie. Uh, oh, I, do I love, love that movie. That, movie. that girl is such an idiot, and I hate her so much throughout the whole movie. You no, know, I need to rewatch that film because she um, makes every wrong a, yeah. decision throughout the entire film. Oh, yeah. But my God, yeah. is it such a great movie? She One just, of my favorite horror movies of all this time. This may be a spoiler, she just but that's wanted my a promotion. top ten endings of all time. Oh my God, it's so but so good. A, but she know, is so great at being a hateable character. But that's an exi- that's a great example of a movie yeah. where the director knows his character is yes. dumb and is going to play. They just with lean that. into it, like oh, she yeah. just like 
oh my god, like the sacrificing of the cat, like fucking everything in that movie is that? so good. Who's the director of that? Sam, Sam Raimi. Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yeah, that's yeah. What I, thought. I was gonna say James Gunn, one of the best directors around. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man. I do have to but make I, one she's little an idiot plug. And I hate her, but yeah. so good. Sorry. A, a movie that I kind of enjoy more than this one that also plays on the just don't recognize it and don't believe in it and you'll be fine trope. Skeleton key. Yep. Oh. I haven't seen that one. Oh, is that one so where bad. you're just kind of like you're an idiot. But it's good. Kind of. But it's, but it's yeah. better. It's it's but it, the problem with that movie is that the literal ending of the movie is in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so long, I don't think you remember the trailer. Yeah, anymore. if you haven't seen the trailer and you haven't seen the movie, go watch Skeleton Key and it might be pretty good. Again, it's that. not the best horror film in the world, but no, the but trope it's, of don't, it's, don't recognize it, don't believe in it is done better. It, it's a fun ride. I do have to think horror movie. it. Well, the new, new it or old it? No, for the don't believe in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do I have to thank horror movies, though, for making me very aware of my surroundings anytime I go to a cabin or anything yeah. else like that? Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, if you go, go right to a random there, cabin in the woods, don't go in the basement. So, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Okay. We're going to do a quick round of plugs, but stick around after plugs for the answer to this question, uh, which I stole from a podcast that I listened to uh, called Screen Junkies Movie Fights, but I think it's a really, really good question. What movie would be better made as a found footage film? So plugs, uh, you can find us on Facebook at After the Hype, Twitter on ATH underscore podcast, and everywhere else online on ATH podcast. You can follow me online on Instagram at pocket underscore shark. Uh, and that's all I'm going to be doing online from now on is just pocket shark. Because pocket shark is the best. Chris, where can people find you? At my home. <laughs> Give me your address. No, address no, 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 at my home. At my home. <laughs> Suddenly, everyone starts mailing him a bag of dicks. Your home uh, is my home. If you got home. a bag of dicks, <laughs> mail it to Chris. <laughs> my brother mailed me a bag of dicks for my birthday. What a sweet. And Whoa. then I didn't know about it until my mom asked Aunt Brian if I got it. Yeah. Whoa. I, <laughs> wow, that's, that's a story for another time. I ate all those dicks. <laughs> he did, because I didn't want to. They're actually pretty shitty dicks. Some big old... Bag of French breads? What did it look like? They're, they're gummy dicks. It's I'm trying to think of a thing to, to send my brother for his com. birthday now. Yeah, uh, Ryan, where can people find you? Follow my new Instagram. I have an Instagram where I take uh, pictures of Funko Pops and action figures now. Pop session. That explains who just followed uh, Pocket Shark. I'm like, I think that's Ryan. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chewy, uh, people can still find you at Chewy9. Chewy9 on most social media platforms. John, movie it. guy John. Yep. And cool. it's, it's active again now that I'm alive. Oh, now that you're no Welcome longer back. dead, yeah. murdered by your he cats. He went to Florida. Which is like, you're lucky back. you survived. Yeah. yeah. There's alligators, man. Yeah. Scary And meth heads eating I, faces. I punched one. No, that, sorry, not meth heads. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was just a crazy guy. Bath salts. Yeah. Bath salts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so answer to that question. Uh, Chris, I think you had one locked and loaded. Under the Tuscan sun. I'm not even going to ask why. Ryan? <laughs> I've been saying this for a while now. I would love to see uh, an Avengers found footage movie. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Joey? Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> she beat under. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> well done. Uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> I have a very, very horrible answer, and I have a good answer. Do you guys want the horrible one or the good one? Is it going to be better than Weekend horrible. at Bernie's? Okay. My horrible one is Schindler's List. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I said it was horrible. No, it had to be a... T- it would have to be oh. shot on film. Think of uh. all the film they would burn. I'm not going to say my good one. Goodbye! <laughs> 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 <laughs>